It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Redskins. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hicks. You can find my work on Breaking Football and the Breaking the Draft podcast with Jonathan Valencia. Now, I'm joined today to talk about Giants and Redskins with Ross O'Keefe of Breaking Football. How's it going, Ross? What's up, guys? Yeah, so I brought Ross on because, again, he is my resident Giants knowledge guy. And I don't know much about the Giants this year because they've been practically irrelevant. I mean, what happened to this Giants team, Ross? How did they fall from, you know, this 10 and – what were they, 10 and 6, 11 and 5 last year? 11 and 5. Yeah, party boat, central, you know, having fun all year. What happened to this team? Now they're in the gutter. They're going to have a top three pick. Eli might be gone, fired their coach. What has happened to this Giants team? I mean, it is kind of crazy. They just kind of, their fall from grace here. I mean, they've really, really, really gone downhill. And I think it just, it just starts with, I think them as a whole team have like regressed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of their weaknesses that were there last season that were like covered up, like Janoris Jenkins and all those guys were really, 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 really good last year. Mm-hmm. And then I think they kind of took a step down this year and that kind of really exposed all the Giants, especially in their back end because their pass rush wasn't really ever that great last year. Yeah, I mean, the team, it, it just seems like they've all regressed in general. Now, another big thing we got to talk about, though, when it comes to not only the Giants, but also the Redskins, are the two big factors why these teams are not going to be in the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying there's not other factors to this. Obviously, we're not trying to make excuses. But the two big factors for both these teams, injuries and strength of schedule. Now, I, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I'm fairly certain the Redskins are going to finish with a top three, top five hardest schedule in the NFL. I know Giants are probably in that top ten as well. But let's just go over the injuries, Ross. I mean, name some of these injuries here. Why the Giants don't have basically anyone playing in this game on Sunday? Well, I mean, if you go, I think it just really just starts with like that week five massacre at the Chargers where yeah. they had you know, Brandon Marshall, Dwayne Harris, Odo Beckham Jr. I mean, it all, it all just kind of started from there. And then, you know, last week they had Evan Ingram went down with like just, I think it's just like a minor rib. I don't think it's something that's going to hold him or actually going to affect him later on. It's going to be just something where they're holding him out for this game. But it just happens to be the last game of the year. So it's going to affect that, obviously. But they're just really, 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 really limited with who they have right now yeah I mean it's it's practice squad central for both these teams I mean if we're just going through the Redskins this is just off the top of my head I don't have it written down obviously but the Redskins have lost their top flight tight end for the whole year lost Terrell Pryor for the entire year two off two starting offensive linemen for the year two starting defensive linemen two middle linebackers for the year a couple secondary pieces I mean those are a lot of guys who get a lot of playing time out for the year we're down to our seventh string running back because Chris Thompson and Rob Kelly out for the year that's just the Redskins. Giants have it much, much worse right now. So we're basically going to be seeing a preseason game this Sunday, right, Ross? Yeah, I mean, it really is going to look like that. I mean, you got Travis Rudolph out there playing, who is an undrafted free agent for Florida State. I mean, Roger Lewis, who, I mean, was their Giants' fourth receiver for, like, much of this time here. And then you have Hunter Sharp, who I barely even knew about before <laughs> him coming to Giants, which is absolutely insane that they're actually starting him. Just know, just know, there is one great thing that we have going on Sunday, and I think we can both agree on this. It's probably going to be the best storyline of the entire day. Fish Smithson is up on the Redskins, and I am so excited for this, man. I've been waiting for this day for basically my whole life. Fish Smithson is on the Redskins. 
I am beyond pumped. Are you as excited as I am to see Fish Smithson in uniform? That that has to be like a like a top five name ever. <laughs> oh man, in the I, NFL. I am so excited, man. This I really hope he suits up. I hope we don't get him just being called up and then being inactive. I really I gotta see him suit up, man. I, I have to. It's it's a dream of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, going to serious talk here though, the Giants again, lots of injuries. What what are you looking at in particular with this team this week though? Like what's what's your main focus with all these injuries? What what guys in particular are you are you focusing on going into this week seventeen pointless game? Well, I think the Giants just have to. They, what they've been doing all season is just kind of going in that ace twelve personnel and just lining up two tight ends like they have all year. And I think if they just let like Rhett Ellison and Drill Adams just run block and have just ride Orland Starkwa and Wayne Gallman like they have all year, I think I think they'll at least make this at least an okay game if they can get the running game going. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now you want to talk about a particular matchup? Was it last week that the Giants played the Cardinals, or yeah, it was last last week. week. Yep. So, no respect for the Giants' uh, passing game. you want to elaborate on that? Oh, yeah. Well, I watched the tape, and the Cardinals were in cover one and cover three all day long. And, you know, they were just loading the box. And the, they just had nowhere to go. I mean, man-to-man coverage a lot, too. And when you have man-to-man coverage, you need to have really guys that are really good at creating separation. And when you don't have guys like Odo Beckham Jr. and Brandon Marshall who can get those contested catches, it really, really, really hurts your game because, you know, it makes it impossible to run when you have eight guys in the box constantly. See, I think this is the big thing that a lot of people aren't looking at when it comes to this Giants roster. Now, the Redskins, again, have had a lot of injuries, probably more injuries than the Giants this year. But the Redskins have not had, you know, a major injury to one thing the Giants have had injury to. And that is an injury to your best overall player. You are your superstar on your roster. The Redskins have not lost Trent Williams for the year. You know, you could argue Josh Norman is also maybe our superstar on our roster. But we have not had the impact of a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., who is an elite superstar player in this NFL. Don't I mean again, he's crazy, he cries a lot, whatever, he's a walking meme. Whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever you have to say bad about this guy, his on field talent, he is an absolute superstar. And the Redskins have not lost that for the whole year. So I think that is one big factor why the Giants season has kind of spiraled out of control like it has. Well, yeah, with Odell, I mean, you can't, you, you just can't stack the box like they can nowadays. Or you risk, you know, he can take it all the way if you have only one safety over the top. Or if you don't have any, you know, you just can't, you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, again, Odell is a superstar. And there are other kind of superstar type players, Landon Collins, who I think he's not playing this week, right? No, which is terrible because he's probably their best semblance on their defense they have right now yeah so I mean that's their two best overall players on their team are not going to be playing this week and I mean that's just a testament to their whole season this year I mean it it has been a lot of turmoil with the head coach and and all the locker room stuff I mean you want to talk about the the cornerback suspensions a little bit too what's going on there that was I mean Eli Apple was something ah that's coming out of the blue for me I know he had a lot of issues with I think people have been posting random rumors and stories, so you don't know what really to trust sometimes because you, you don't want to put stuff out there you're not sure, completely sure about because you don't want to like hurt anyone's feelings or anything like that. But Eli Apple, I mean, he wasn't playing very well prior to his suspension, and I think it just kind of compounded it. You know, we got arguments with coaches, and it was just a lot of immaturity stuff. And, you know, the Giants drafted him because he was really young, and they thought they had a lot of time to develop him because he was 20 on draft day, I think. Mm-hmm. And yep. they just thought... Well, we can just mold this guy into the third cornerback that we need, along with Janoris Jenkins and DRC. 
Yeah, so my overall point I'm trying to make for this first part of this podcast segment here is the Redskins are a mess, guys. We are not trying to say the Redskins are not a mess. But the Giants right now, even bigger mess. That's <laughs> that's 100% what the Giants are. So, I mean, if it weren't for Odell Beckham, we'd be looking at a team where we'd be wondering if they're going to get five wins even next year. But, you know, they do have some superstar talent on that team. We will talk a little bit more about that here in a few minutes. But, guys, i got to remind you first before we jump into that, go on iTunes right now. Rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Redskins. I believe we are the fifth podcast. If you if you keyword the uh, word Redskins on iTunes, I think we are the fifth rated podcast on there for the Redskins, and that includes uh, radio and I think ESPN stuff as well. So guys, we are kicking it with reviews and and views on there, guys. So keep it up. Go into the review section. Leave your Twitter handle in there so I know who to thank when you are leaving a review, guys. Please again go on there. Locked On Redskins on iTunes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Ross, so let's kind of talk more specifically about this Sunday. Now, we, lo- we looked at the Giants' overview of the year. It's not very good, which always makes me happy because I'm not that big a Giants Because <laughs> I do not like the Giants very much. But going into this Sunday, let's go position groups. Which, which matchup are you looking at most for Redskins versus Giants? Which one are you keen, keen in on? Probably, I mean, like it usually is, depending on who the Giants have offensive tackle, you always talk about the matchups on the edge with the defensive ends and offensive tackles. I I know Ryan Kerrigan is questionable, but I know that was a really big part of the last game because they really need to keep Eli Mm -hmm. clean if they want to have any shot at winning this game at all. Yeah, one thing to actually look at, too, when you're talking about the the tackles versus guys, even like Kerrigan or Preston Smith, but Junior Gallette's actually been coming on a lot oh, the yeah, last two Junior weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah, Pro Football Focus has actually, I think, had him as our highest-rated defender the last two weeks as well. So, I mean, just in general, the, the, the defensive ends, outside linebackers, whatever you want to call them, with Kerrigan, Smith, and Gallette, going against the... They're going to be backup tackles this, right? The, like, Flowers yeah, isn't playing either? I think Flowers and Hart are both questionable. I mean, they're already backup tackles, so can't imagine it gets much worse than that. Yeah, do you even know who the backups are who could potentially be playing in replace of them? I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> I think, um, no, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So that's just a testament right there to how many sacks Kerrigan might get. And let me just say something about Ryan Kerrigan. I love Ryan Kerrigan to death. I think he is just an Iron Man player. He's definitely going to play this week, even if he is questionable. He always plays. He is Ryan Kerrigan. But Ryan Kerrigan, he makes his money on games like this. Divisional games against backup or injured tackles is when he makes his money, when he gets those those two, three, four sack games that we always pop up. How many Didn't he have like two or three against the Giants uh, on Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so this is the game. If I don't know if there's some kind of fantasy thing for Kerrigan or, or money you can put on with your friends. I think Kerrigan has a big game, two to three sacks, because, I mean, it's Ryan Kerrigan. We expect this out of him. My big matchup that I am looking at when it comes to this Redskins team versus the Giants is how the interior offensive line plays against Two dominant defensive tackles. Not just Snacks Harrison. Snacks Harrison is a stud. We all know that. But Dalvin Tomlinson, rookie out of Alabama. If you want, you want to talk about Dalvin here in a second. But I love Dalvin Tomlinson. I wrote the report for him for breaking football last year. I'm a huge fan of him. Do you have any thoughts on Dalvin Tomlinson? How he's played this year? 
you know, Dalvin Thompson's just filled in. You know, Jonathan Hankins left, and people people were really disappointed about that. But I mean, the Giants come back and draft him in the third round, and Dalvin Thompson's just been just really, 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 really good, and he's he's paired perfectly with Snacks. You know, you always wish you had a better pass rusher opposite a uh, one tech like Snacks, but he's just been great. You know, he'd start on most teams. Yeah, including the Redskins, who, by the way, we could have taken the second round over Ryan Anderson. Again, I'm not looking at the past, though, with that one. <laughs> I always bring that up. But yeah, Davin Tomlinson's been great this year. So I am curious to see how our guy like Chase Ruye, for instance, our six-round pick out of Wyoming, who has been excellent in pass blocking this year, who has been pretty solid in the run game, who looks to be potentially our future at that center spot. I want to see how he does against these two dominant tackles. So that is one matchup I am definitely looking at this week. All right, so again, it is week 17, so... We're not just yep. going to talk about guys who we think are going to have big games because, again, this game is meaningless. We don't care about this game. We, we're <laughs> all fans. Many. Yeah, we're, not we're, many people do. Yeah, we're all fans at heart, so we're going to tune on the game. We're going to hope our team wins, even though, you know, secretly we should hope our team doesn't win because of draft picks. But whatever, we all want our team <laughs> to win. But a thing that I've always done on this podcast when I do these crossover episodes is who do you expect to have a big game? But we're going to change it up this week. So each of us are going to pick two players this week who, not that we want to have a big game or expect to have a big game, but two guys each that we want to see make an impact or play a lot or something like that. So do you have, who's your first guy that you want to see, you know, get some good playing time or, or make an impact in this game? I think everyone wants to see the the Giants rookie QB and Davis Webb because they really, really need to see if they have something in him and see if he's worth their time. Now, one game in Week 17, to me, shouldn't change their opinion of him much anyways, but, you know, it'll it'll be really nice to actually see him in action. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Davis Webb was a guy that a lot of draft guys, like you and I, we are big draft guys. We yeah. we spend way too much time on, on draft stuff for sure. Uh, Davis Webb was the, one of those guys that everyone was torn about last year. I mean, we had no clue where to rate him. I know there was a time, I think early last year, where I had him as like a top five quarterback. And then by the end of the process, he was like ninth, 10th. You know, he was all over the map for me. It was all over the map for a lot of people. So it'd be interesting to see what they have there because, you know, Eli's not getting any younger. Geno Smith is, you know, he's not anything. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what you're going to get in Geno Smith from week to week. Yeah, exactly. So it's it would be interesting to see what they get. Is he starting this week? No, no, okay. Eli, they have Eli slotted in gotcha. as a spitter right now, but it'll just depend because I think Davis Webb, you know, he was one of those guys in college that where it's like, you know, you see plays where it's, he throws the prettiest ball and then he'll come back and just, just mm-hmm. gee, absolutely horrendous throwing and it's just, just so up and down. Yeah, definitely. So it will be exciting to see kind of what he's got and if he can actually make an impact. Now, my guy that... I'm looking at for this week is a rookie that we haven't really seen much of this year. He got called to practice squad. I know he's been playing a little bit these last couple weeks, but I want to see Robert Davis get some playing time. You know, he's one of those guys who was a big combine freak. I don't think he went to the combine, but pro day freak for sure. And he just came out of nowhere and nobody really knew what to expect out of him. We, we didn't have much access to tape of him. I know coaches and all that obviously have more access than us, but he's just a guy who small school guy, huge athleticism. We saw a little bit in the preseason, had some good rapport with Colt McCoy and I want to see what he's got. I mean, we know what Doxon's got at this point. Obviously, we want to see more chemistry with him next year, but we know what Doxon's got. We know what guys like Ryan Grant and Jameson Crowder have. Let's throw Robert Davis out there and just see what he's got. So I'm really interested to see how Davis does if he actually gets some good playing time this week. Yeah, I mean, you always need to see guys like Robert Davis, like a size, speed guy. There's always You really need to see those guys play. I don't, I don't remember really watching Robert Davis' month. I just mm-hmm. know I really liked his measurables out of the draft. Yeah, he went for like Georgia Southern, like really, really small school. Like no tape was really available. I tried to look at him after we drafted him. 
I couldn't find much tape at all. But again, he's a guy who flashed in the preseason, so I'm kind of excited. Uh, who's your next guy that you have that you want to have a big game or that you're looking at to have a big game to, this week? I've, I really want Wayne Gallman to have a big game yes. because he, yes. he's really, I think, come on, because I think he's their starter at running back now. You know, Good. people talk about Orleans Darkwood, but they gave him, I think, 51 snaps mm-hmm. last week, and they only gave Darkwood like 10. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just going to be all of the map. I mean, he's a great slashing type running back. And he's got that power to him, too. I thought he was a lot like Alvin Kamara yeah. coming out of college. Yeah, man, I'm a huge fan of Gallman. I think I saw something earlier today that the last three weeks he's had at least six catches in each of those games. I mean, obviously he's probably the best receiver at this point with all the injuries. But Wayne, Wayne Gallman, I mean, I'm a huge fan of him. I think I had him as uh, running back nine last year, I think. I, I mean, I, I was very upset when the Giants took him because I think that's a good fit. And to be frank, Orleans Darkwa, I love him. Awesome name. I think he should start for every team just because of that name. But, I mean, he's he's not going to be your starter. He's not your future. He's a free agent after this year. He's likely going somewhere else. So see what you got in Gallman. I mean, I think he could be a good starter for this team down the road. Yeah, I think I think Dark was one of those guys that if you put him in the right scheme with a good offensive line, he'd be able to he'd be able to turn out a pretty good season. But if you put him in a place like New York where they just don't have the offensive line right mm-hmm. now, I think Wayne Gallman would do great. But Orleans Darkwood needs a straight path to run. He's not the type of guy to make stuff himself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, my last guy I have for this segment before we jump into the closing thoughts on this podcast here is I want to see Fish Smithson play. Now, I know we talked about this earlier. I, I just, I have to see it, man. I, I just really want it. I don't know, because let's, let's put, the, put the fandom aside for this guy and his name. And I met him at training camp this, this summer, and, you know, he's a great guy. So, again, my big fandom is, is definitely showing here, but to be honest, completely honest here, Redskins don't have that much depth at the safety position. Sue Craven's huge question mark. We have no clue what his career is going to be, if he's ever going to be back in Washington uniform. DeShazer Everett, he's a solid special teamer, but does he really offer much as a, as a backup guy? Not really. D'Angelo Hall should never suit up in a Redskins <laughs> uniform ever again. I'm not a big fan of D'Angelo Hall. I mean, you obviously, you obviously have two good starters in Swearinger and Monte Nicholson, if Nicholson can stay healthy. But just see what you have in Fish. I mean, Fish could be your, your third safety. He could be your fourth safety. Just be a special team guy. Just see what you got in him. And Week 17 is the perfect time to do it. I mean, if it were up to me, I think both teams should just throw out both their second and third team guys and just let, yeah. them, just let them whack it out this game. I mean, honestly, why not? I mean, at this point, this game means absolutely nothing. I mean, Giants yeah. are already putting out their, their ninth team receivers. We're already putting out our, our seventh <laughs> and eighth string running backs. So, I mean, why not? Just put all the backups out there. See what you got. Yeah, of course. Yep. So, guys, we're going to jump into a little bit of draft talk here. Because, again, like I said, Ross and I, we are big draft nerds. We talk way too much about the draft as it is. So we're going to talk a tad bit about the draft here to close this one up. But, guys, I got I to gotta ask. All season is coming up, and I'm kind of running out of ideas for this podcast. I mean, I'm not going to say I have no content for you because I do have a couple ideas. But I want to hear your guys' ideas. What should I do with this podcast in the all season? Any ideas, any guests, any people you think I should have on? I want to hear it. So message me on Twitter, Facebook, email me. You know, you can go go on Twitter at Zach Hicks too. Message me, DM me. Any ideas you have for this podcast? I'm all ears. I would love to hear it. Anything that you guys want on this podcast, because I'm here for you guys. So go on there again. Twitter at Zach Hicks too. Facebook Zach Hicks, or even my email uh, HicksZach at Yahoo.com. Send me your thoughts. Send me your questions. Anything like that, and I will see if I can incorporate it into the podcast in the off season. Because again. This is for you guys, especially in the off season when I don't have a game to talk about. So again, send me your thoughts, guys. I want to hear them. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Ross, so to close off this, we are, again, we are big draft nerds. Week 17 doesn't matter. We have been looking at the draft for a while now. I mean, it's no secret. (laughs) We're breaking football. We've we've already started our offseason plans for the draft. Very fun stuff coming up on there, so when we actually start talking more about that, and, you know, the Senior Bowl's coming up, too. So, again, a lot of fun stuff that we're coming up with the draft. To kind of jump in a little bit of draft talk, not too much here, though, who is your dream scenario pick for the Giants in their top five pick? Well, I think right now, I think my dream scenario pick for the Giants in the top five there is, you know, without a doubt, Josh Rosen, because, I mean, he just offers the most at that pick that you know, they need right now. I mean, Eli's, what, like 36 years old? You know, he doesn't have much left. We don't know. Like Peyton Manning, you know, he was really good one year, and then it was like the next game, he just fell apart. It's it just quarterbacks just don't always last as long as you think in the league. Yeah, they really don't. And Eli's getting up there. He's, what, 38 now, 39? Eli? Yeah. Isn't he that old? No. No, no 36? He's, 30, he's 36. Guys, okay. 37. Plays like he's 38, 39. Man, I mean, oh, yeah. he's, he's like an old man. <laughs> play, he's been playing like he's 38, 39 since he's been 21, 22. So. He, he ran, and he, you're always afraid he's like going to break a hip or something when he runs. <laughs> he looks scared, you know, scared crapless out there when he's running around. So, yeah, Elon Manning, he definitely has that old man ability to him. And, you know, again, with, with the benching this year, with a lot of the coaching change, is he really going to want to come back with that big contract, too? It's time to start looking to the future. And Josh Rosen is the future. So if I want to name my one nightmare pick, my one horrifying pick scenario that the Giants could go in the first round, it is 100% Josh Rosen. Because in my opinion, Rosen is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. And I know we hear that every single year. But to me, he definitely is that. Josh Rosen just brings it all with his accuracy, with his just mental aspect of the game, just anticipation. I mean, you just get it all with a guy like this. And I would hate to see him with Odell Beckham, with... Evan Ingram with Sterling Shepard. I'm terrified of that. And I do not want to see him in a Giants uniform. That would that would terrify me, man. Yeah, I think the thing I love the most about Josh Rosen that I think really separates him sometimes from the rest of the QB prospects is just the fact that for QBs, I think the biggest thing is just toughness. And I think mm-hmm. he really shows that. And just be willing to take the hit in the pocket and deliver a strike. I, th- I really think he has that. And that's such a great trait to have. It, it really is. It really is. And Rosen brings almost everything you want to the table. I'm, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Rosen, obviously. He's going to be my number one overall player when we start talking more about draft stuff coming up here. And again, if if he somehow were on the Redskins, I don't know how that would even happen. We'd have to trade a thousand picks for him. Whatever. I want Josh Rosen. I love Josh Rosen. Now, I got to ask you, though, Ross, who is your one nightmare pick for the Redskins? Now, realistic pick, obviously, we're not going to say Josh Rosen again for the Redskins. But realistic pick, somebody who could fall to pick 14 to the Redskins, who is the player that you would fear the most falling that far to him? I definitely think I would hate to see the Redskins take Lamar Jackson because I just <laughs> feel like 
with how offensive offenses have evolved in the modern age here and putting Lamar Jackson in an offense like that, I would be terrified that the Redskins would look at what the Eagles are doing with their zone reads and the RPOs and they they would adapt that into their offense and face the Giants and that would just be like an absolute nightmare to defend, to have those options and to just simplify things for him. I think he would be an absolute beast. Yeah, I mean, and Jackson falling that far is fairly realistic too. I mean... A lot of teams aren't sold on him. He's, it's not like he's an RG3 where he's a slam dunk top two or three pick. I mean, people, he might fall to the pick 14-15. And I'm not going to say either way if I agree or not with that. But Jackson sure is one fun player. And if you get him in an RPO scheme like that, I think he can succeed as an NFL player. And you know what? I know we're all scared of mobile quarterbacks here in Washington because of RG3. But screw it. I would love, I would love me some Lamar Jackson in D.C. Yeah, yeah. That would be an absolute. I would hate to see that so much. Yeah, my my dream scenario though for the Redskins for sure is Roquan Smith out of Georgia. I don't think I don't know how realistic it is him falling to fourteen. We might have a good run on quarterbacks though going early, so we'll see with that. That is still to be seen. But I love Roquan Smith. I think him pairing with Zach Brown would be perfect because again, Zach Brown is not your traditional middle linebacker leader of your defense. He is your role player, your guy who see ball, hit ball. That is that is Zach Brown. Roquan Smith though, he's like that Luke Keekley type mold where he is he's fairly athletic. He can get sideline to sideline. Everything about him is just so cerebral. He knows exactly what your play is before you run it. Roquan Smith, man, I can't say enough about this guy. I know I've talked about him on on this podcast probably more than even the draft podcast I did with John. I mean, I love me some Roquan Smith. What's your take on, on Roquan, by the way? I think Roquan is just one of those guys. He's just like kind of that new age NFL middle linebacker where they're a little slimmed down, but they're really fast and rangy. You kind of need to have that in the middle of your defense nowadays. I mean, you see with the Atlanta Falcons, what they have in Deion Jones and you know, the giants don't have that at all. They don't have Mm -hmm. guys that have range like that. And that's really why they've struggled a lot, especially with tight ends, which have been just absolute, absolutely terrible. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And Redskins too have struggled, struggled covering tight ends because you know, Zach Brown's athletic, but he is not that kind of cerebral type uh, middle linebacker can actually cover and actually understand zone concepts and even any kind of scheme. He's just a C-ball, hit-ball is what Zach Brown is. You know, he does it at a great level, but, again, it does not translate well to the pass game. But, guys, that is all we have for today's show. Last thing i got to ask you, though, Ross, is final score prediction. What do you think uh, the final score of this game is going to be? I think it's probably going to be something like 30-13 Redskins. I like it. I like it. Guys, I'd not pay the Giants fan to say that. He legitimately thinks that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go twenty to three Redskins. I think it's gonna be a very, very boring game, basically a snooze fest. And I think it's just gonna be all rushing touchdowns, honestly. Uh for the Redskins, just two rushing touchdowns from like one yard out. So not even like the fun explosive touchdowns. But yeah, I'm going twenty to three, Ross goes thirty to thirteen. Uh any final thoughts though before we close out this podcast? I just know that, I mean, it would be an absolute miracle if they score on Sunday. <laughs> I remember thinking that versus the Eagles, though, and they and then they came out like they did. So, I don't know. Things can happen. Yep. We will definitely see. We will definitely see on Sunday. Again, meaningless game, but I'm your host, as always, Zach Hicks. Uh, you can find my work on Breaking Football and Breaking the Draft Podcast John Valencia. Again, tune into the game on Sunday. It's going to be a snooze fest, but you know what? It's still Redskins football, and it's our last game in a while, so tune in to Redskins and Giants, and just remember... 20 to 3 is the right prediction. It's going to 100% come true because I'm great with this stuff. (laughs) Be sure to tune in next week, guys, as we start the offseason and check it out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.